Welcome to the fourth episode of the Sponge Bus. Uh, I'm Juan, and as always, it's Monique the Bus. And uh, this marks one month of us doing this podcast. Uh, that sounds like it's a a lot, but uh, Miss Howard, you mentioned earlier this week when we were talking about how time has slowed down, right? Mm-hmm. But when you think about it, life has not slowed down, right? right? So you're still getting older every day that passes by, right? You know, you're the world that we left back in March, it's going to be a different world. It's a different world today. Today. And it definitely will be a different world whenever Tomorrow. we come back. Yeah. Still dealing with the unknown. Still dealing with the uncertainty with, with everything. And, I, you know, I, <laughs> the funny thing with this whole thing, to me, the funny thing is this, is we are all looking for answers, and sometimes we're not getting answers, and we have to navigate through that. It's it's like um, uh, you know everybody knows the story about Noah's Ark. I mean the ark that that they had to go into the boat sure. and everybody had to go into the boat and you know where the where the water came over. Um, so when you look at that, they was quarantined mm-hmm. and they was quarantined for a good reason because everything on the earth was going to be destroyed. Yeah. So a lot of people looking at this quarantine as a negative, but it's really preparing us for our future. Yeah. If if you take it, you know, you have to look at it that way. A lot of people looking at it as a negative. As a punishment. As a punishment, yeah. but really it's a start over. Right. A do over. Yeah. It's like, you know, you can look back, it's a self-evaluation of yourself and mm-hmm. what you have done in the past and now it's everything is slowed down and you can sit back and look and say, okay, you know, where, where is my future? What it is, what I need to do to get to that point. You know, and I think, I think one of the things that I, uh, probably some of our kiddos are wondering is, is how do we, like, for you know, to me, the person who doesn't want to do the quarantine, right? The person who who refuses to wear the mask, to social distance, to me, that person is the most selfish person, right? Because at that at that point, you're showing the disregard for the people who are around you, and for that, you know, we're talking about your closest family, your closest friends, whoever you're whoever you're closest to. But then you extrapolate that and put it to like the people who are at the grocery store with you, right? The people who are at the gas station with you. And then all of a sudden we're talking about a resurgence of something that I think for right now we kind of get it out of, under control, kind of. I think we're beginning to see a flattening of the curve. But, I mean, just in the last two days, we've had 179 new cases. But 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 think about it, Mr. Mr. Perez. They just now start testing. Uh, yeah. So that's why every test is two weeks behind. Two weeks behind, yeah, yeah. yeah. So those numbers, it seems like it's flat, and then you think it's opening up yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah, yeah, tomorrow. So let's Or look today, at, when you're if you're listening to it on Friday, today, you're yeah, reopening yeah, today. Uh-huh. But but you think about it. 
after tomorrow or Friday when the first hit, let's see what two weeks look like. Right. Uh-huh. Mid-May. Yeah, let, let's see how two weeks look like for those who decided not to quarantine. And that's the scary part of the reopening, right? Even though it's reopening with restrictions, my concern is this, right? Is that how many people are still going to practice the social distancing, the wearing of the mask while they're out? Well, we have seen on the news and everywhere is when they open up, people act a fool. You've seen them in Florida, right? Yeah, yeah. They were like, they were at the beach in 2008. Yeah. That you could just do whatever you wanted to do. But yeah. this is a whole different thing. And, and, it, and, I, and that's, I think that's the scary part where you consider how many people who are used to being out that didn't like being quarantined, they're now like caged lions, right? But and now they're just waiting to pounce, you know? And then, that to me is the scary part because at this point, the restaurants that are gonna open, the, the bars that are gonna open, now you're talking about a whole other part of the population that had been been pretty pretty safe up to this point, now being unsafe. But, but you look at it when our leaders go into a hospital that had rules and regulations of wearing a mask and refuses to wear masks mm-hmm. at a hospital with sick people. Yeah. That people that, because we are examples. Mm-hmm. Pence got people that hope, that, that looks at him and said that he's an example, he's a person that I want to do, and they're going to follow him. Sure. And and they're gonna follow him, and he might not die of it, but you might. Yeah, and that's I think that's the issue, and I think it's another scary part is, for me. Like I would be the worst case scenario, <laughs> for someone, being asymptomatic, right? Yeah. Someone who doesn't show the symptoms, show, someone who looks normal, and then practices life as normal. It's the last thing you want. The last thing this city needs is for someone like me to get sick, not show symptoms, act as if everything's normal, and then if you give me a week, I probably infected, what, a thousand people? That's right. That's right. And then the problem is when people are getting sick in Houston, they're not tracing where they're going. Yeah. I know I know at least two individuals from my neighborhood that got corona and nobody in their family have been tested. Mm, mm, mm. And they live with people and they've been places and so that's why I say we haven't been tested. Yeah. And and I know that uh and or in and we could even talk about the silly injecting of this uh, the disinfected and either the, the, don't, don't, the, don't even deserve <laughs> our conversation. <laughs> you know, because there was this, you know, because when you when you consider when you talk about you know leading by example, right? Um, I mean, there was a spike of people ingesting bleach. Yeah. And I was like, you don't need to be told not to. I mean, up until this point, you didn't need to be told not to drink bleach because you knew it was bad for you. And yet, you know, you can see the influence that someone has over uh, over people. Just like our kids. Yeah. You know, no matter how our weaknesses are, the things that 
that we have trouble, but we always know we're being watched. Mm -hmm. So it, 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 it keeps us in a place that we know that what we do can cause somebody to slip yeah. and fall yeah. and not get up. Right. And I think as you consider getting back to quote unquote normal, right? Uh, unfortunately, the normal part of this whole thing is out the window, right? We're going to have to establish, re-establish norm, what standard for normal. Mm -hmm. and, and for our students, since their summer's coming up, mm -hmm. right? And once more and more, of the, as we get beyond phase one and phase two of the reopening the state, you know, the, what we are suggesting and what we're recommending is, hey, look, be cautious, mm -hmm. be optimistic, but approach it with, with caution, mm -hmm. not with fear, but with caution, because mm -hmm. there's a difference between fear and caution. That's right. You know, I'm not, we're not. And, and also fate and being stupid. <laughs> yeah. Because right. a lot of people are using fate as a reason why that they don't wear their masks, mm -hmm. that they do crowds and stuff because God is going to take care of me sure. and he's going to cover me. Now God gives us common sense. Mm -hmm. that he, and he tells us also to follow the, what the rules of the land is. Right. Yeah, give to get up to give unto Caesar what is his, and give so God if the government say don't to, to do this, we supposed to do it. Yeah, and I think because we live in such a big city and such a spread out city, it's really hard for us to gauge really whether yeah. where, where the actual numbers are. And, and I would and I would say that our elected officials, at least in the in this in this city, in the county, I think I think they've done. Did a oh. pretty decent job. Oh yeah, you yeah. know, I, uh, and I, and I, I think that you know, especially like the judge, she gets a lot of, uh, she gets a lot of flack for for requesting the people to wear the masks and all that. But remember, she's in charge of the whole county, yeah. which has what seven million people in it, right? So the, her mentality is to hey, let's make sure we can get as many people as we can. To be safe, yeah. And of course, you're going to have those people that don't want to adhere to the to the mandates and to all that. Of course, you're going to have those people, and you know, those people play with play it play at their own risk at that point. This this part that scares me is that people are going to have to die mm. for people to get it. Yeah. At least people are going to have to die, and. It's not just going to have to be black and brown because we already die. It's like they're not going to get any attention into more people of non-minorities get this disease. Yeah. Because when you look at protests and all that, it is not us. Yeah. But but I think the the whole. But also, you know, I think the judge, the judge made a, a very good point uh, earlier this week. She said that this is not a political statement. That's right. You know, it's a public health statement. And I think, uh, I think that it's very hard for people who come from just a political standpoint yeah. to understand that. Yeah. And, um, and when we consider it, hey, do it for me, do it for you, or do it for your mom, or whoever it is, but do it for them. Because... You know, this is 
this is pretty serious. In our life, I mean, I know in my lifetime, this is probably probably the most serious thing that's ever happened, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, there's nothing that came close to this. And, Katrina was bad. Yeah. 9-11 was bad. Yeah, even for Harvey, it was pretty bad. It, it was yeah. bad. But when you're talking about that it is hitting all the countries. Yeah. And, you know, we're over at a We were over, you know, and I think people look at overall contamination around the world and they're like, oh, well, it's not that bad. It's like, no, it could be worse if, you know, if people just did whatever the heck they wanted, right? If we hadn't done X, Y, Z, then I think this would, we would be a, a very worse state than we are now. Yeah. And, and um, so, I mean, as the, the state reopens, please consider, be considerate. Um, of course, we're not telling you what to do, but uh, our consideration, our recommendations are, hey, look, be safe, be cautious, um, practice the social distancing until, until this whole thing, you know, ends yeah. uh, at that point. I think it's the, uh, I think that's, that's at least we can do, yeah. you know, because I know a lot of people are, are selfish and they really just think about their family, but they don't realize that they're not thinking about their family when they go out mm -hmm. and do the things because that's who you're going home to. Yeah. And those are the people, because I would hate to be the one that come home and get everyone, and, sick. And get everyone sick and then somebody. and Because then there's consequences for that. Yeah. And it's not consequences that a person die. It's a consequence of what goes in your mind yeah. after the fact. And that's a good place to start on our topic uh, for this week. This week's topic is discipline. Um, now, Miss Howard, when we talk about discipline, what, what does that look look like for you? Well, because I am an athlete, I look at discipline kind of like a like training. Mm -hmm molding, you know, molding myself, um, uh, getting your um, mental faculties together, you know, getting your thoughts together and getting your moral character, yeah. you know, is, is, is molding you to be uh, who you desire and to desire to be too. Because whatever you desire to be, uh, discipline has to do with being undisciplined, even when you're undisciplined, you're still doing a discipline. Yeah. You know, to me, I liken it to where, okay, as a kid, you are, if you, if you allow a two-year-old to act how they want with no discipline, you're going to have a tyrant in your hands, mm -hmm. right? They're going to do whatever the heck they want. They're going to throw yeah. things on the ground, whatever. Yeah. And so, you know, I remember uh, growing up, all I needed, right, was a look from my dad. Mm -hmm. If I was acting the fool in someone else's house, right? All he had to do was give me the look, and it's like, mm -hmm. and I would stop. I was like, oh, you know what? Y'all go around. Y'all go ahead and run around the house like all crazy. I'm not gonna sit here. <laughs> but, but you know, even in the school, how how I think that you can define an undisciplined person is really a follower. Uh, mm -hmm. They have, you know, they just do whatever. Everybody else does. Okay. You that know, makes it, sense. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 they like, they're followers. They're not leaders. 
they 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 follow the crowd, you know, whatever the you know, like a class clown, you know. Mm-hmm. All it takes is one person to to, to show up. and then if it you know, it it becomes you, you find the ones that are undisciplined. They get in with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you can because you can't clown by yourself. Yeah, because if you're clowning yeah. by yourself, everyone's going to look at you dumb, yeah. right? But an undisciplined person, we're in the classroom doing work, and you start clowning, an undisciplined person go right in with you. And that makes sense because at that point, it's, it's like you're looking for a distraction. That's right. Right? You're seeking it. You know, first distraction that comes up, I'm there. Yeah. Where really you should be, you know, tuning or honing your, your ability, your skills. You know, you mentioned being an athlete. Um, and it probably goes the same with musicians and people who are artists and poets and all that. And sometimes you're born with the ability, right? But to be good at something or to be great at something, that takes effort. Yeah. You know, it, it takes it, training. It, it, it takes, takes training. time. Right? It takes you know. You could be. Don't get me wrong. You could be good without any of that. Yeah. But you never could. You would never achieve what you can no achieve yeah. without it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that goes hand in hand with even like with with school stuff. Yeah. Right. Like I know that when I was in high school, right. Like the, the there has been three ones, right, <laughs> in in this whole since high school through now, right. Mm-hmm. High school one, I would say was a little more organized. I could tell you he was a lot more organized in college one. <laughs> okay. Right. In college one was is a good he's a good middle for what the the adult one is right and even then there's like you know compartments there for for adult one right yeah. but you know growing up i know in ninth grade and and, uh, and when i was at uh, in high school i was innately good at school right and what that means is I was good at it to where I didn't have to, like, study, mm-hmm. practice it, mm-hmm. right? And so, and, and throughout my, I remember the lowest grade I got in high school, I got a 70, like, in pre-cal, but my, in my 12th grade year. Yeah. So, so the, I had four years of just, one, you're doing great, one, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. all these praises, really with no effort. No effort. Right? With... Was I good at my work? Sure, I could say that I did good work. And I would say that if I'm motivated, I can do excellent work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it didn't come back and bite me in the butt until I went to college. Yeah. And in college, that's when discipline, when you're challenged, when you're really challenged, that's, that's when, you're un, when the lack of discipline hits you. When your normal changes. Normal changes, right. Because at that point... That's when it really matters, right? Man, Miss Howard, I know I've told you this a lot, uh, time and time, time and time again, that I was close to dropping out my first semester. Yeah. And I and I and and, it, and I remember thinking then that I felt betrayed, mm-hmm. right? That I felt like, well, how come I don't know how to write a college paper? Mm-hmm. Why can, why do I know why do I not know the steps of photosynthesis mm-hmm. right why do I xyz right how come I and I and I kept on deflecting the blame onto my teachers onto my school whatever it is and it's like it's now as a, as an older person you know 
I'm like, it wasn't their fault, right? It was really my fault. Because I, cause I allowed myself to skate, to, yeah. to, to coast through that whole period without, without, um, without asking to be challenged more. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of times, um, and I think for our, 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 our seniors that are coming up, or even for our juniors that are, that are going to be seniors next year, I think the challenge is there. It's like you've allowed to get to the point where you are with no effort, with no for, effort. For, for a lot of you. What does that look like come June, come July, come August? Nothing that you have ever seen before. Right. And that's the hard part. That's the hard part. And I know that. Because your normal yeah. must change. Yeah. It's like uh, I was telling you earlier that um, when we said about have how time has changed, you know, and slowed down. But what I have realized during this uh, COVID nineteen disaster, to some people, um, is that I am not as disciplined as I thought I was. Mm-hmm. I have really seen bits and pieces of my life where I was just getting by. Oh, yeah. So now that, um, you know, work mm-hmm. work has changed, so uh, I can't use work as a reason why I'm too tired to go work out, I'm too tired to do this. Now because of, um, because we having uh, this opportunity uh, with this time, I'm able to, see how undisciplined I was. Uh, now I work out every day. You know, I get up every morning. Uh, there's uh, no excuses. So I think this time has really ha- had me to really have a self-evaluation of who I am and who I want to become. You know, you talk about, <laughs> and I can totally agree with you on the, on having all this time, right, and being reflective as to we're um, not disciplined, right? Because our daily routine was this. Mm-hmm. Wake up, maybe work out, you know, do a, eat breakfast or whatever, go to work. And then we, now we could do, you know, after work, we could do whatever it is that we needed to do, right? Mm-hmm. Whether for you it would be Bible study, for me it would be, you know, going to the pool, you know, paying, you know, whatever, you know. <clears throat> but now, <laughs> with not having to go to the office, right? Yeah. It, it, it's a little different now. A little different, right? Now it's like, look, I got not, I got eight hours to make forty phone calls, yeah. or send out thirty messages, or whatever it is. And it's very easy because, oh, I'm gonna make make me a sandwich, <laughs> you know. And there's something on TV, and it's like, oh wow, I think I'm gonna. Well, what's going on with the news today? Before you know oh, it, it's an hour I, later. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I do it tomorrow. Or I could do it later, right? I could do it. You know, I'm at home right now, anyway. So, um, and it, it, you know, it, it goes to show that you know, there's something wrong with being reflective. Yeah. Because knowing our lack of discipline or our where we're lacking helps us out, and I know that. To get back to with my, the, the college experience for me, I know it was very different for you because yeah. you weren't 
the the the. the I wasn't the smartest. You you, were, you weren't. Right. <laughs> I wasn't the smartest cookie. So, uh, but one thing I did have is is, is sports. Mm-hmm. And to be able to play sports, I had to be disciplined enough to do my work. Yeah, but I think there's another thing to add to that, Miss Howard, is because because you had that discipline and you knew what the the hard work that it took to get to that point as an athlete, right? Um, when it came down to your studies at the college level, for me, I'm thinking, for I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of Miss Howard. When mm-hmm. she was nineteen, twenty in yeah. college, right? <laughs> Long time ago. <laughs> I'm trying, you know, it might have been a little easier to take and, you know, to, to, to ask, to do what it would, took to get to the next yeah. point. Whereas with me, I had to get my butt kicked. Yeah. To get, you know, because I was on this pedestal and then I had to be brought down. Where for you, it was a building up. It was a building up. And I think, I think the, uh, one of the things that, uh, kept me on track is because I had a vision. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just I it wasn't just I wanted to play basketball. I wanted to be good at it. Mm-hmm. And not to if you had to go to study hall because you made it gets you away from mm-hmm. what you really wanted to do. Right. So without discipline, I mean without vision, discipline goes out the road. Sure. And, and, you know, and I would liken it to, so for me, I know that to get over the hump for me in college, <clears throat> you know, I had to have that paper given back to me. The one that said, this is not college material. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Please seek help at the Learning Writing Center. So that meant for the first time in my life, <laughs> or at least in a long time, I had to go get help. In yeah. practice, yeah. right? So that meant I had to go to the LRC or the LWC to to get my... Now, mind you, I was very self-conscious. I was very aware of where I lacked it, but I allowed myself to believe the noise, yeah. right? I allowed myself to believe the lie that I was presenting to people, mm-hmm. that I was a good student and that, you know, whatever, right? And so for me to have, to, to have been humbled to where I had to go to a tutor... So like a tutor can rewrite all my stuff, <laughs> right? Yeah. Not rewrite, but say, like, hey, look, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, and then no, scratch no. this out, and yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. That for me was the hardest, one of the hardest pills to swallow when I was in college, because because I didn't have the discipline to write papers when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. That really came back to bite me in the butt when I was in college. And then having, and I remember I had to go to LLW. I mean, I think the people there got tired of me because it was there multiple times a week. But mm-hmm. if I really wanted to do this school stuff, I had to go to tutoring. Yeah. Uh, everything that we do, um, it, every, everything that we do develops, develops like habit. Mm-hmm. And it can advance you or it can stagnate you. Mm-hmm. It depends on how you, you know, how you do it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, to develop this discipline, you you really have, it's a work. It's a work. It's work. It's effort. You know, because, so for me, I knew that I wanted to be in education since probably 10th grade. Right? 
and you when you talk about vision right my vision was just I wanted to be this right and because of the lack of discipline I was everywhere mm-hmm. right I remember when I first started college I had two jobs yeah right and not only that but I had a full a full a full course load you know and then I still had a social life you know but you know it gets to the point where it's like you got to choose two and then you have to let go of the third one mm-hmm. you know yeah. and for me I had to quit working I like make I like having money in my in my bank account to you know pay for lunch or you know do what to, you think to do what I, you know what I wanted to more than needed to Lee, do, right? yeah what you want <laughs> so right. so you know I had to quit my my job at office max you know I had to be okay with working 19 hours right and not only that but I also had to do homework and so you know that whole semester ugh, it was awful it was bad yeah. Second semester, it was still bad, but I was at least getting back to it. Back you know, but kind of getting into a groove, kind of. Go back to that training. Yeah, and you know, for Molding. me, for me, it's like I. Always, this is what I tell our students: is like, look, you don't get into a groove until probably second semester of sophomore year, yeah. because at that point, you know where you're. You really know your study habits. You know yeah. how long it takes you to write a paper. You know, but. You know this 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 pandemic, this situation that we're going through. I think it's taken away that that time to hone those skills while being supervised. Yeah. You know, now that we're not supervised, right? That we're not in person. It gets to a point where, okay, well, no one's gonna check me on this. Now I don't have to do it. And so whatever discipline, whatever whatever you were honing. If you were honing, right? If you were honing those skills, yeah. now you're not doing it. So what happens with an athlete who doesn't work out? They get fat. Hey, hey, but think about our kids, and even probably I can say for myself, my parents didn't check my grades. They believe what I said. You know, yeah, man, that's the, that's the biggest truth. I remember, you know... I think as kids, we are the biggest liars. Liars. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I could remember many times where I would say, they would, my parents would say, hey, we're going to this party, you know, for someone, it's like some extended cousin or whatever. It's like, do you want to come? Right. And I would say, no, I got homework to do. Right, even though I knew I didn't have homework, yeah, you know, or 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 even to the point where, you know, they saw me on the computer. Right, what are you doing? And now, mind you, this is before this is before this is before everything y'all have. Now, right? <laughs> this is before YouTube. This is before you know all that. It's like, hey, what are you doing? It's like I'm doing homework, even though I know I wasn't doing yeah. homework, and they believe me. And, and I feel guilty, and I still feel guilty for all that, because, and maybe we're, you know, now dealing with the consequences of that, right? That's right. Because, uh, or at least, you know, we're the parents in this situation, right? Because, you know, your parents, you know, for the kiddos, right? Your parents might ask you, hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm doing homework. Mm-hmm. Even though you're nine hours into uh, a, a Netflix binge, yeah. <laughs> you know? You're doing nothing. 
absolutely nothing. And it's hard to, it's hard to get to, it's hard for me. It's difficult to go from doing nothing to doing something. Because it's easy to do nothing. And, and I, think, uh, I think that's the problem what our kids are having right now. Is uh, they're used to, uh, in so many ways, and, and their family really checking them. Mm -hmm. I think we was a check and balance for a, a lot of our kids. And uh, they most definitely are not getting checked now because the over, overwhelming of things that are going in their parents' household. Mm -hmm. Some of our kids' parents are not working, that were working. Some of them that weren't working, still not working. Uh, food is short. Uh, you know, it's a lot of stuff that's got going on. to take care of. Yeah. You know, for some, most of our parents, school is the last thing for their kids. You know, and, and I, would agree, I would agree with you on that, simply because you know that there are parents there who are who will say it's like, oh, my kid doesn't need to do that. Yeah. And because the parent sets the example, you know, well then, well, well, if mom says it, I don't have to do it. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And and that really, and for uh, and for us, you know, I think without thinking, like living my life like that, or you know, acting like that as if there's no consequence could really hurt us in, yeah. the, in, the, in the long run. Because I think during this, because at this point we can definitively say that the last day of school was May th uh, March 13th, yeah. which was a month and a half ago. Yeah. Right? Before it's all said and done, it'll be three, what, three and a half months that our students are out of school. Right, and then if it goes up until September when they reopen, we're talking about seven months of people of of not being in school. And and Mr. Perez, if they open up like they say they open up, mm -hmm. and we have these numbers go up, September is not going to be right. And, and that's and, and to me that's the that's the hard part is to to is is because we feel as if there's no consequence right i think you know it, it's like it's like going home it's like it's like a um, like a winter break they give you a packet to do yeah right <laughs> i know how i was i would do it the sunday before yeah right I would do it the Sunday before, and sometimes I would, I, you know, I wouldn't get to all of it, right? In whatever grade I got, like, yeah. You know, sometimes I would finish all of it. So this has been a an elongated Sunday, yeah. Right, this whole time it just it, it just feels like a Sunday, right? Every day, every day, right? But you better believe it. Monday, Monday's coming. coming, and people are going to, you know, they're gonna they're they're gonna want. Monday brings on the consequences and then the results. The results, right. I want, I want my money. Right. It's like, and what, like when I talked about uh, vision, you know, when I work out people, when I was skinny, you know, I'm, I'm working <laughs> on that now. But, <laughs> but, but when you think about a, a trainer, mm -hmm. that if you're coming in and asking me for training, the first thing I have to do is give you a vision. 
I give you a ball and say, this is, you can lose this feelings. Mm-hmm. This how much weight that you can lose if you do what I say. You can be much healthier. You can do all this stuff as part of what I'm telling you. So, I'm, so what you're doing, you're getting a vision yeah. in your head. Oh, I can lose 20 pounds. This much, I can do that. And 20 pounds is a lot of pounds. That's yeah. a lot of pounds. <laughs> but once you have that vision, yeah. then you say, okay, I'm ready. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. You know, I don't start working you out without telling you the possibilities of what you're going to end up getting. You know, nobody comes to work out and just start working out. They tell you the vision of the plan. Mm-hmm. If you do what I what I envision you doing, this is the consequence. You're going to lose 20 pounds. Yeah. And then that person said, okay, because if I come in there and say, if you do this, you ain't going to lose no weight. You no, you have to, I have to give you the vision. Yeah. And, once you, and it's just like with the, our kids. I know it seems as if you have nothing to work for. The reason why it seems that way is because you have no vision yeah. of what after. We we preparing right now for the after. Yeah. We preparing for after Corona. We're preparing for that Monday that comes, because it's coming. It's coming. It's coming, and it might not be. It, it might not be immediate future. But it's coming. It's coming, and, and and you know, and and the consequence of not having. Well, you know, I, I think of it. Think of I when, when you when you talked about the losing of the weight and all that. Think of the meat challenge that we know that that you brought up. But now, two summers ago, yeah. right? And it's like, okay, goal number one, this is what I want to do, right? And then goal number one builds into goal number two, which then builds into goal number three, so on and so forth. The idea is not to stop at goal number one. Mm-hmm. You, know, and, and, you know, and for me, to bring it back to the, my college experience, I remember graduating from college, Right? And at that point, I'm out of college, right? I didn't have a job set up, right? I didn't, I, you know, and to me, I, I think that had, <laughs> and so, you know, I, I thought I was done. Yeah. I thought everything, once college, I got a graduation from, from college, everything's going to come to me. <laughs> and it would be there, and it'd be like, you know, easy. But right, now, right but now, because I was done, now the challenges were again real, yeah. right? And I remember I was unemployed, Ms. Howard. I was unemployed for probably, I was unemployed for maybe like six months. Now, mind you, this has been the most I have been unemployed in my life, Yeah. right? And again, another unbelievable experience, yeah. right? I had to go, not to, not to say anything wrong with working at a, at a, at a grocery store, I had to work at a grocery store. Yeah. Pushing carts. You know, nothing wrong yeah. with that. Yeah. But in my head, yeah. I was like, I have a bachelor's degree. Hey. Darn it. Hey. Yeah. You know, I, I know I could do better than pushing carts and being a cashier. I have a bachelor's degree. I can go and work somewhere. It's like, right? it's and, like our story is the same. And I had to, you know, it, it, it's almost like I had to get in through the mud. Yeah. You know, and, and I feel like and I feel like sometimes we don't want our kids to have to go through the mud because we've been through the mud. Yeah. We know that experience, you know, and of course, we can't tell you what to do at the end of the day. 
right? But trust us, if you're going to live a life without consequence, mm. believe me, the consequences are there. They are. And they're, and they're real consequences, and sometimes they hurt. Yeah, it's like, uh, like you're talking about college, having a college degree. And back then, when I got out, minimum wage was $3.85. <laughs> $3.85. Hey, $3.85, not $5. I remember I think, it was probably like $5.95. Yeah, yeah, like $3.85. And now they're getting 12 bucks an hour, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, so uh, when I went to work at Gabby's, you know, and uh, $3.85, and I had a college degree, but one thing I knew is that I wasn't going to stay a busboy or a cashier forever. Mm-hmm. I had vision enough to know that I had a college degree and that I was going to work my way up. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So no matter what hole you go in, you still have to have vision. Yeah. And you have to, and, and, and you have, to have that belief in yourself that you're going to get out of it. You're going to get out of it. And and I know for me, you know, it, it took. <laughs> I remember, and I may have. I don't think I've told this story on the podcast, but I think I may have told you this. The one of the things that really sparked something inside of me. I remember there was this girl that I really liked in college, right? And at this point, I was doing double duty. I was working outside, pushing carts, but then when they needed a cashier, they would bring me in. Yeah. All sweaty. You know, all you know, just looking all raggedy, right? And um, I remember this girl in a very pretty, well, knockout, right? She came in through my line. She was like, "Oh, hi, Juan." She was really nice, and I'm like, I felt like the like the smallest nugget, yeah, the smallest grain of sand in in in, in the in the the Sahara, the Sahara Desert. You know, yeah. it was just for me. It was like, man, you know. I have a degree just like she does. Yeah. You know, she's shopping here. I'm yeah, working here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, 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 and there's, for me, that really, I was like, I was mad at myself because I allowed myself to get there. And, uh, and but that, 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 dig, that dig out of the hole, man, that's just tough. I, mean, I, I, I can recall even working at Gabby's and I became a manager and stuff and, um, we was having a family union and like my uncle had passed and we was raising, we had, you know, I'm always doing something for mm-hmm. the kids. So I, we had created this group that give our family members that graduating, doing our family union, give them this money. But since my uncle had passed, we said that we was just going to pay everybody that was a part of the group. We was going to pay their dues and then they pay their dues again. So it didn't jump start the thing. So we was in a meeting. And my auntie wanted us to give all the money. And I'm like, no. And she made the statement, you got a college degree and working at campus. Mm, mm, mm. That stings, man. That hurts. Man, that was like. That hurts. And from that day forward, even though it was hurtful, I knew Gavis was beneath my potential. Yeah. So even the hopefulness of what she said to it's me. A, you probably needed to hear it. I needed to hear it. Yeah. Cause from that day I ended up subbing. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and working at Gap now. Yeah. And, you know, and my path to where mm-hmm. I am now started. So sometimes negative stuff. Yeah. And I know for me it was like that too. It was like, you know, I kept on going to my general manager and I was like, hey, I'm, I'm bad. You know, I can do stuff. You know, if you just put me in. And eventually, you know, I, th- I think he got tired of me asking and, and saying, you know what, there's a trainer position that you're good at. <laughs> and so I did. You know, it was still yeah. education, but it was corporate yeah. education. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and then that, you know, that led to, to going into education, education. And, yeah. and then, you know, uh, but again, you know, it's like, like we've been through that, you know, and, and I think that's the hard thing for us to to see our kiddos, you know, go through the same pratfalls that that yeah. that the both of us combined or collectively have gone through and are trying to like, hey man, mm-hmm. could you do this real quick? I promise you it'll be worthwhile. Yeah. Right? And it's like, nah, yeah. nah I don't wanna do that. You know? Yeah. And it's like and you could yeah. see it. You could see the cycle. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, and I think that uh, our job is to continue to uh to to allow them to see themselves through us. Yeah, and that's why that's why I'm not not I'm not afraid to yeah. talk about my my uh, my student loan uh, yeah. process, right? Yeah. Where it's like, hey man, it's real, <laughs> you know. It, it, and it's all because of the decisions or the lack of vision, the lack of discipline that I had yeah. as an 18 year old. Because they're gonna allow you to. You know, the system allows you to make the mistakes and then not have to pay for it until years later. Yeah, consequences hours later. Yeah, and it's like, man, it's like, yeah. had I had I thought better, mm-hmm. had I better discipline as far as being able to make quality decisions, yeah. I, I would be in a different spot. And, and that's why I say vision is so important mm-hmm. because uh, my mother was a, a beautician and... Um, Beauty is a is a big deal for her. Uh, one thing is, I don't think my mother ever wanted me to be an athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had piano, anything girly. Uh, you were in. You were in. But I had a vision of being a college student playing pro ball and all that, and I did not allow somebody to take my vision away, yeah. even if it was my mother. Mm-hmm. I, I took the, I took the criticism. Yeah. I took negative stuff from people that supposed to love me, yeah. because I was into sports, and uh, I've been called everything but who I am. Yeah. And uh, but in the midst of it, I grew so much. Yeah, you and me both, you know, because I think mine was the opposite. Mine was. It was all the, because at some point or another, the praises, right, they turn into like these, these backhanded, I call them like backhanded praises, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, you're good, but you're not that good, you know, or whatever it is, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, and, um, and, you know, sometimes, I mean, it just, we need to, it's up to us, really, what it comes down to is up to us to one, own up to our behavior, own up to who we really are, and to see it for that, right? And then work on that. Because if we keep on lying to ourselves, we could be 35 years old and, you know. It's it's called uh, a self-assessment. Yeah. 
we have to continue to to uh, assess ourselves. Yeah. In, in, in some form or fashion, we we do it now. Uh, we we're planning on we'll vision ourselves when our kids come back. We we vision ourselves being more powerful than we ever have been. Yeah. We 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 are, we are put putting the time in. We are we're reading. We are we're finding things for them to do because we want it to be even better. Right. You know, and and for it to be better, we have to be better. Yeah. Especially in 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 in, in with the limitations, right? With the limitations. Because we know we're gonna come back to something that's not normal, like what we consider normal, yeah. right? And so, how, like, how do we improve on the on the situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Believe it or not, we're at the end, Miss Howard. Do you yeah, have yeah, Do you yeah. have any 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 parting words for uh, for for kiddos, our listeners? Uh, I think I close with this. Discipline today requires a foresight of your future. Mm-hmm. Just marinate on that. Okay. Marinate on that. That's good. And, um, guys, I hope you enjoyed our talk today. And um, remember, don't be fearful, but be be cautious. And uh, think of the people around you. Think of your loved ones as we move in through this this pandemic uh, together. Uh, On that note, we'll speak to you guys next week. Peace out.